You know what they say, they say that everyone has one good book inside of them. And I think that if you got it, my guest today, Susan Dean, can help you to get it out to the world. She is the head of Dean Publishing. She was a coach and realized that 20 years ago when there weren't many coaches around, that having her own book and publishing it and handing it out launched her coaching business into the stratosphere. And now with her publishing company, she's helping coaches, speakers, solopreneurs, business owners to do the same thing. And she has some incredible insights about why this one little resource can be so huge for your coaching business. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Susan Dean on Coaches to the Moon. This is Coaches to the Moon, the only podcast you need to skyrocket your coaching business and create true impact on the world. Here's your host, Alex Morris. Welcome back to the Coaches to the Moon podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here today with Susan Dean from Dean Publishing. She's the founder and CEO. And Dean Publishing is a multimedia publishing production company to help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs really get that good book out of them, get their message out into the world, and you're doing great things, Susan. Thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And I've got a little curveball for you. What do you remember about working with my friend Trav Bell, the bucket list guy? Oh, wow. Well, Traz was a lot of fun, um, her, his book, because I think, you know, uh, we always look to who the author is. And so we bring their character out in the book rather than it just being, you know, standard words on paper. We like to bring their brand and their character into it. So Traz was really fun being bucket list. He had a, you know, a, a great sort of logo and branding with his green bucket and, uh, and you know, everything's about, you know, fun and travel and, ticking off your bucket list. So we kind of use some Polaroid type images throughout it and things like that. So Trav's a dear friend. I met him many moons ago. The funny thing is when he started telling some of the stories about when he was in PT and franchising, uh, franchising, sorry, I was there at that meeting at that time, you know, where he kind of went, hmm, where do I want to go next? So yeah, known Trav for a while and his book was lots of fun to do. Great. That's so funny. I, I interviewed him by chance on this podcast maybe three weeks ago. And then wow. three, four weeks ago, never heard of him before, I'll be honest, until I saw a TED talk and then got onto him. And then, uh, yeah, I'm actually working with him as a to coach me now on building my own personal brand as well, because my, my job is uh, very delivery focused, lots of numbers and data. And I love my job, but I do have you know, I would, I would love to just speak and write and do all the things that he does. So it's, uh, it seems like the guy to be around. Yep, absolutely. Great guy. So glad to hear it. Good network we're building through this podcast thing. And uh, yeah. I'm sure you've built a great network in that space as well. So as we spoke about before, this podcast is called Coaches to the Moon. It's a, a coaching demographic. And I know that you started off in that coaching space was that a factor in you choosing to work with coaches, speakers, and these solopreneurs in launching their books? Or was there another reason for you picking that niche? No, definitely the reason, um, not that we don't do other books. So we've done books for personal trainers. We've done books for products, um, um, you know, everything from food products to different products. So, But predominantly it's solopreneurs or coaches that, um, you know, obviously are looking to grow 
their um, leads or even some of our coaches are maxed out in their time and they've already got enough clients in their one-to-ones and groups that they're going, hmm, what other products can I sort of drop into my followers or drop into my um, database and sell and get a little bit of a, you know, profit you know, on the side with some other products that don't take up any of my time. Yes, maybe initially to get the product created, but after that, they can generate some income. So, but the sole reason that, you know, my favorite is working with coaches and and, um, entrepreneurs and, and speakers is because, yes, I started in the coaching industry back in the early 2000s, before all this Zoom, before all of this you know, Facebook and marketing, and I actually had to go to networking events, you know, where you had to physically get in your car and go around and introduce yourself. And I just felt like I was a broken record. Hi, my name's Susan Dean. I help people create da 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 And I just thought, oh, God, there's got to be an easier way. And at the time, I was working with Dr. John Gray, who many may know of him. And if they don't know of him, they know of his book called Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. So, I was working with Dr. John Gray as a relationship coach. And as we all know, whether it's relationships to ourselves or relationships to our partners, it's a very um, it's a very confronting type thing when we're we're trying to you know deal with our relationships. And so I had to build a lot of rapport for people to trust me in the coaching. And because I was started in the year 2000, basically no one knew what a coach was. So I didn't have to, I had to enroll them in what coaching was and then I had to enroll them in hiring me as their coach so it was a lot harder then and yes we take phone calls with you know showing my age but it had a cord on the end of the telephone and I had to pick it up (laughs) so I remember um, thinking well John Gray built his business from a book that's what I'll do. We'll, we'll do some books. So I'd started with um, a client actually who was help, asking me to help her build her, her sort of idea around this book. And I went, well, books are my love. I'd already published one book in a, another industry. And I thought, mm, okay, so we helped build her business. And I ended up going into partnership and we built this book book business But um, at, the, at the beginning. But the point of the matter was that I had a phone call of a gentleman that rang up and said, oh, my God, is this Susan on the phone? And, you know, being a solopreneur, I was like, yeah, the receptionist is off at lunch, you know, like I didn't have a receptionist, you know. Um, but I, um, you know, the, the gentleman on the end of the phone said, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you. And I was like trying to listen to the voice because I thought, I don't know who this is. And he said, when can we start? Like, I need you as my coach. And I hadn't even told him the price, hadn't told him anything. I just like plucked this price out. Now that client turned into a $250,000 client. And I thought, how many of these clients are out there that have picked up my book at a bookstore because it was through my book that he got in contact with me that I'm missing out on because I don't know. Amazon's not going to give me their name. The bookstore's not going to give me their name to put into my database for me to follow up. The only way is if they then reached out to me by reading my book. But then I started to take the book to networking events and I'd hand it out or I'd say, can I have your business card? Let me send you a book. And then I'd say, oh, I have one in my bag to save me on postage, (laughs) you know. So I started to use the book as lead generation. So as I grew my business and got to the point where, okay, now it's I need to help other coaches grow their business, 
where where am I passionate and what am I great at? And that was in bringing books together and helping them, you know. So that's a long-winded answer, but it was really my whole coaching business grew exponentially as soon as I become an author, giving me that authority and having me not have to repeat my story and what I do again and again. That's incredible. And I'm sorry for making you repeat it once more time on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really, really great. And, you know, there's not that much disparity. I do remember phones with cords on the end. I remember, you know, before TVs were all digital, I, I remember driving places in my car, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's all happened. That's, um, that's really, really cool, Susan. And so it's interesting how you've put two different buckets there of one is coaches who want to grow their business with a book and others who have the scaled business and want to kind of just supplement with a book on the side, almost like how a celebrity might put out merchandise or anything like that. Um, but you think it can be useful on both ends of that journey, which is really, really cool. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously, you know, being in the book industry for some time, we, you know, and, and, the main core part of publishing is to have a really good creative writers and really good editors and designers and so forth. And so now we go into other product where we help, you know, a coach have quote cards and journals and other products that allow them, like I said, if they're already successful and they're just wanting a product range, it doesn't have to just be a book. It's a great lead gen and not always start with a book, but then you can branch out into other products that allow, you know, people to generate an income with their product range, especially if they're solopreneurs. Yeah, that's super cool because it's one of these businesses that there is a ceiling on your time, right? So multiple streams of income is, is relatively difficult to do unless you're out there with multiple online courses, that sort of thing, which take tremendous amounts of investment and testing to make them click. So that's, that's very, very cool. And staying on the coaches, um, I think a lot of coaches out there would, you know, think they have a book in them. They want to release their book and they've been talking about it or thinking about it for years. But as you've said on your website, though, we are in a very different world these days from where you started out. Not only is it easier to probably, um, you know, put out a book online, put out something digitally, put out a podcast or an audio book. A lot of people are getting their info from free videos on YouTube and so maybe people are thinking now it's not worth putting in the effort so what would you say to the coaches and solopreneurs out there who maybe think there isn't much point in writing a book anymore um look I just think books will never die everybody likes to go away with something so if you're a speaker I say a book's a must it's not a I should it's a must because when you're listening to a speaker on stage, they may have limitations to what they can say. They're not usually there to sell, but they are able to sell always a book or a product at the back of the room. So then the book does the sales for you and the book does the, the introduction of what you do and so forth. So that's one avenue. The other avenue is everyone loves to see something in the mail. We've, you know, I don't know how many emails that you get, but I get a damn lot. And so sometimes I want to get off the computer and give my eyes some rest and grab a physical book. Sometimes I like to write in a journal or I like to do different things like that. I believe that you've got to be across all spectrums. I believe that you've got to write the book for the reader and you've got to produce the book for the reader. So I always say, 
um, that it's always, I don't know anybody that hasn't written a book, but done it the right way. So if you're going to do a book, I say do it well. Don't just pull something together and, and, and chuck it up there. Your cover matters. The way it's formatted matters. The way it's produced matters. You've got to keep them engaged and compelled. You've got to give so much information in this book. It doesn't need to be big, but it needs to be such a good punch that they go, oh, my gosh, this book was so damn good. Imagine what it would be like to work with them. The book is your sales, it's your marketing, it's your everything. And then obviously nowadays you can do so much with combining it with digital. So, you know, do you want to give it away for cheaper than what they can buy it on Amazon? You know, do you want to fund some of it? Do you want to, um, do you want to give something else with the book? You know, whether you want to pick and pack and send it yourself or whether you want to distribute it globally, which we also do where people, you know, want to don't want to handle everything, but they they want to be able to control the database because Amazon isn't going to share who bought your book, nor is the bookstore. But when you can create your own really high quality book and sell it yourself, you're growing your database, you're generating leads, and you can sync it all into your CRMs and things like that. So there's, you know, social media, if you're marketing, you can market the book, it's getting people in, you're giving them something or you're offering them. And people like Gosh, they can spend under 30 bucks and see if you're the real deal to see if there's someone that you want to work with. Um, it's a lower investment before they're ready to buy. So make it a damn good book. So it's a really, you know, it's a sales tool for you. Um, and I, as I said before, I think you've got to write it well. It's got to be written well. It's got to be punchy. It's got to be to the point. It's got to bring your personality into it. Um, they've got to know you as the author, really get to know you so that the book feels like, you know, you don't want it to be like, a, you know, an online dating site where you see the guy and then when he walks up, he doesn't look anything like his picture, right? <laughs> so you want the book to be you so when they meet you they're like damn yeah that's what he said in his book you know things like that you know Anthony Robbins all of them they bring their personality into the book so that's what's really important but and done well don't have it full of errors and everything else because then it's going to make you look not great as well but um the other thing that as I said going back to you know today's age you've got ebooks you've got um you've got your physical book you've got audio book and what we do here at Dean Publishing is very different called an interactive book and nobody else is doing it in this publishing industry. Um, and so I say do it across all mediums so that the reader can choose where they want to buy it. Do they want to buy it from Amazon? Do they want to buy it from you? Do they want an ebook? Do they want um, a physical book? Give it to them. Do they want an audio book? Give it to them in the format that they want to read. Get it out in every platform possible. So yeah, that's kind of um, what I say, do do everything. Super duper interesting. Remind me to ask you what an interactive book is, but I had a guest on this podcast a couple, a few months back actually, when I was quite new in the podcasting arena. And he said something very, very similar to what you just said, but in the digital space, which was about being across everything, across all these different platforms in a leveraged way. So for example, you're, doing one book and then doing multiple versions of that book across audio and digital and, uh, and physical. And what this guy, Rich, he said that if um, I like watching Susan, if I like Susan's content and I'm on YouTube and I'm watching Susan, 
uh, if I'm on YouTube and I'm looking for Susan, I shouldn't have to go over to Facebook or Twitter to find her content. I'm already here and I want to see her content now. So you should have something for them there so that they don't have to either, you know, lose momentum and go and find you on another platform or they don't end up just forgetting about it and finding someone else. They keep absorbing your content just like you with the books uh, because you are everywhere. And a book sounds like a very leveraged way of actually getting yourself in front of a lot of different audiences and platforms with a big upfront investment in work, but then it's, it's done. It's out there forever, right? Everlasting. It is. And, and, and you, it's about repurposing the, the, um, the product of the book and being coming from the coaching background. The first thing that I do um, is, you know, I love the coaching element, but I'm no longer a coach and marketing myself as a coach. I'm more a book coach now. Mm -hmm. So what I do is though, when people first start with us, I do what we call a book mapping session. And I find out about their business, whether they want to go, what do they want to do? Where do they want to be in three, five years from, because then I can say, well, why don't we put this in the book? Or why don't we put that in the book? Um, we don't need to go into detail yet, but we can do certain things. So it's really about planning the book and making sure that when you do it, do it goddamn well so that you have something that's really good. But you asked, and I will just touch on the interactive book, is the difference there is I thought to myself, okay, this client that I got and the many clients that I got that bought a book and reached out to me, how many are still sitting there that haven't had that extra rapport that I was able to build with them, you know, that you can do if they've joined you on, on a podcast or Facebook? How do I get them? Because Amazon's not going to give me their name. So I designed an app that is called the Dean Library. And what it means is when someone buys a book, whether they buy it from Amazon, whether they buy it from Booktopia, Angus and Robinson, any online or any bookstore, um, whether they've been gifted it as a friend or got it at an event, there's a way for them to get bonus material. And what that actually does is it the book takes them through to an app. They can download it on both Apple and Google. I was very careful to make sure because Apple Books did interactive books for a very short time, but only if you had an Apple. Um, so I made it available on both, you know, Android and, and Apple and on PC. So you then get access to the book, whether they upgrade, whether it be pay an extra $7, get it, they, the author can choose, or whether they include it in their book. And what it allows the reader to do is jump in. They can highlight without highlighting their book. People sometimes don't like highlighting a book. They can highlight parts in their book. So they get the whole book in an interactive, but here's the interesting part. Exactly what you were just saying before. When you capture a reader, you don't want them getting lost off on YouTube and the next thing that happens, you know, whether it be, oh, what's the next, you know, American or Australia's got talent. Oh, who are they? And next minute they've lost why they were watching your YouTube. This embeds the YouTube and the videos and the audio all inside of the book. So one of our recent authors is a great podcaster. So when she talks throughout her book, when there was a topic that she was talking about that she remembered a great podcast that would be perfect inside of that, we embedded the podcast inside the interactive book. Now, the client can open it up in a separate link, whether that be on their phone, their tablet, their PC, whatever device they're using, and it takes them to the podcast. Now they're directly in 
her podcast and they can subscribe because they've had a little taster. The other thing that it does is video. Rather than getting lost off on YouTube, it's embedded inside of the book. So now I'm reading and I'm watching a video of you and then I'm reading a bit more and I'm watching another video and then I've got a download sheet that I can print out at home and fill out and then I've got links that take me directly to your Facebook, to your Instagram, to your website, to a landing page. So whatever it is inside this book, now it becomes this media marketing machine that captures the reader but also takes them exactly where they want to go and not get lost off with somebody else. So, you know, there's so much in there that we do with the with the coaches to make this book something that is also evergreen because the point is if you're someone that's a coach and now you've got an online course but you didn't have it when you wrote the book, the great thing is that you get all their names because every time someone downloads your book, we supply you with all the people that have downloaded your book. Now, you can put that in your funnel so and say, hey, I noticed you downloaded my interactive book. Hope you're enjoying it. Or if you update with an online course or other products, you can do a push notification or an email out to them basically and say, hey, I know that you've already downloaded my book, but just letting you know I've updated chapter 12 or I've updated a bonus chapter that tells you all about a new online course that I've got or a new live stream. So the book becomes evergreen. And so even though you're investing in the upfront and getting the book as best as it can, my job is to make sure you can leverage off this for years and years and years to come. And also because it's been so beautifully done and professionally done, you can pull stuff out of it for your blogs because you own the rights. We make sure that the author owns the rights to their work so they can pull it out and do a course. You know, we've had people grab their book and do a group course, a 12-week course, read a chapter, jump on for Q&A, read a chapter, jump on. So my job is to get the the, the coach, the, the author, whoever that may be in front of me, to get a quality product but leverage it to as many places as they can and use it as that website. But also, like I said, I still believe and always will that a book, a physical book, is something that is always a place to start. But then I knew in this digital world we needed to be more savvy and more entrepreneurial looking to the future that we've got every angle covered absolutely. Speechless. That's freaking genius. That's really, really very, very cool. And you know it's cool because you just talked about it. <laughs> but um, I, I know. love that. If you can't tell, if you can't have tell, I'm so passionate about what I do. Yeah. I'm in my 50s now. I do it because I love it, not because I have to. Um, so, yeah, I know I talk a lot, but I'm very passionate about what I do. No, I get it. Yeah, 100%. That's why you're on here because uh, you don't want someone sitting there monot- monotonously talking about a job that they just fell into. You know, this is a... Uh, this is your passion. It's your livelihood. And it's um, going to be your legacy as well. That's really, really interesting. Mark me down for an interactive book. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in your funnel. I'm excited for it. I've got a book here, actually, which is um, one for anyone listening. This is the Sell Like Crazy book, which is done by a guy called Sabri Subi, who has a marketing agency. And so um, he's kind of like the, the goal for digital marketers in Australia to be like him. And physical book is the only physical book I ever open and he uh because babies you know (laughs) life work uh seldom sit down to read a book these days but that book is so tangible for what I do 
And the way I got that book on my desk was they give it away for free. You pay for shipping. So I guess that covers book costs. They don't make any money on the book. And then I'm in his marketing funnel. I get an email every day. I get the ads. I get the, uh, the landing pages. I get the phone calls. And it's all quality stuff through the book. And um, it's just so much more tangible. Like you said, you can feel it in your hands. And it's so much uh, easier to ignore a free download. You know, it's so much easier to forget about an email or a PDF as soon as you've put your name in to download it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you're spot on with the books. And, the, and, and Sabri is a, a perfect example of someone that's done it well because he knows that he's got large quantity of books which we help the author do. So we can help you do exactly what he's doing, um, but we can have it distributed around the world, pick, packed and sent where you don't even need to touch it. The difference is, like I said, if you're selling the book from your website, you're capturing their name and email. It's mm. the cheapest marketing tool. And if you then use it along with, like Sabri does, he uses it on his Facebook, his digital marketing everywhere, but he knows his numbers and he knows if I give away X amount of books and I have it all shipped and automated. And so that's what we've just recently added is the fact that because we get the books down as low as possible. So my job is also to say, how do I get your book down as low as possible so that you're getting either one, a bigger profit margin if first for a product or two, how can we do things like pay for shipping and handling, get it for free? How do we get it out there where you don't have to pick and pack and send? You just need to massively, you know, market it the way you do with digital marketing and so forth. But everything's happened. And now Sabri is so clever in his retargeting and his remarketing and he's sort of set the target for everybody. But, yes, we can definitely help people who want to, to um, duplicate his model but have someone that can do something from the very get-go of an idea all the way to having it all processed for you. So we're pretty much a one-stop shop. Yeah. Um, and once clients work with us, they stay with us forever because i got to say my team's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yes, because we already know you, we know your brand, we'll come up with ideas and say, hey, have you ever thought about some quote cards? Have you ever thought about a journal? Have you ever thought about this? And um, we help them with with that type of thing. But you're spot on. He's got it nailed in a great way of being able to use a book to to grow his business and get more sales. Yeah, absolutely. He does. And it sounds like you do too. Um, it's, yeah, super interesting. I love his emails. He's a big inspiration for me. I'm, I'm just, um, you know, I'm not competition for him, but I'm not, so I'm, I do what he does. So I can't buy any of his stuff. But yeah. Uh, you're um you just mentioned you can create you create your own now and yeah, start getting 100%. your own one out there. Oh, don't worry, Susan. <laughs> I'm I'm hooked in. I'm hooked in. I just um I've I've got a book about 75% of the rough draft is done. And I, oh. I did it, I did it pretty pretty quickly. I just kind of sat down every night for about a month there after my wife and daughters went to bed, and I did that um that Pomodoro technique, that 25 minutes. Love uh, that. I was just writing five minutes of stopping and I would pour myself like a tequila and just roll. And uh, I'd smash through it pretty quickly. And then I think like a baby got sick or something. And then that took a week out. And you know, when you haven't been to the gym in three days, it's way harder to get back into it. 
that gap just got too long and it's on my, it's always on my list, but this is going to put uh, it right back up to the top of it, you know? So don't you worry. Yeah, I love that, that you had your little tequila shot in between, you know, there is a, there's a little, uh-huh, you know, but you know, there's, <laughs> um, there's a, there's a saying out there that says, write drunk and edit sober. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And yeah, thank you for, uh, suggesting that it was only one shot no <laughs> but tequila in the freezer on ice is for me one of the most drinkable things it might as well be coca-cola it's so good and it's such a great way to um and low calorie way to to enjoy at the end of the day um you mentioned working with your family and like well you've got a big team and i know that your daughter's a part of that team how's the experience one of uh, going from being a solopreneur to having a team of 12 and also what are the unique sort of aspects of having your own kids on your team? Yeah, look, it's amazing. I did start the business with another, um, you know, personal assistant. So there was me on my own for quite some time and then I thought I can't do this. I need somebody to come in as a personal assistant. And she'd moved on. Um, it was her first job and I helped her move on to a to another role that she wanted. And I was, yeah, interviewing someone at the time and my other daughter didn't enjoy her job, um, my youngest daughter, and she said, what are you doing today? I said, I'm, I'm hiring some, you know, a personal assistant. She said, no, I want the job. So I said, oh, how are you going to go listening to mum? And so I interviewed her. I took her out and interviewed her. And she came across and I knew she was my organised child, you know, sometimes I feel like the child and she's the adult. So she came on and then my other daughter, who's um, 29 at the moment, she came on probably over a year ago and she was in events. So she would always come and help when we did riders retreats and big events and she'd help set them up. But she was also not enjoying her job and being micromanaged and whatnot. And so she said, I want to come along. And I said, well, you need to find your niche of what you, because events aren't every weekend. And she's actually found, um, been really, really good at helping run, you know, a lot of my Instagram and we're about to launch our own podcast together and things like that. So I absolutely love it. And now I'm a grandmother. Yeah. So um, I have a little cot. I've been kicked out of my office because it's the end office and moved into this office at the publishing house. So we have a cot here and a monitor and all of that. And um, I absolutely love it. You know, we get to banter. We um, we are super close. And yeah, I get to see my granddaughter so much. Um, my daughter moved up the road, so she only lives five minutes away. And my other daughter lives in Port Melbourne, which is not too far to come up. But I love it and the team become family. All of our team are like family and, yeah, just we're one great big happy bunch. We've just brought our first male on. <laughs> so he's uh, our male editor on. He's he's surrounded by female graphic wow. designers and editors, but he's working out really well. Um, so we've brought our first male editor on and he's loving it, loving it. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's great having them around. And I think that I, you know, just being yourself, I'm very authentic. I am who I am inside of business and out. And so I think it, it's it's lovely to have the kids part of it because it's now, like you said before, it's got to a point now where I've now brought on a new general manager and she's taking off some of my roles that I was doing because as soon as you bring a team on, there's HR, there's all these other elements mm-hmm. that um, come into it. So I've brought a new GM on so that I can be mum, not just boss and mum as well, which is great. And I get to have a Wednesday off, which is uh, 
Nana Day, where I get to hang with my granddaughter and my daughter gets to smash everything out as much as she can in that day as well. That's great. And it's it's really, really cool that you're now at a stage where you can feel confident enough to hand over the reins to someone like a GM to take over some of the more important roles. Always easy to hire an assistant, difficult to hire someone to take more of a controlling management position, I'm very sure. So really glad that you're in that kind of season of your business now where you can, you know, reap some benefits, work on what's important to you. And I think that's a massive goal for so many people. So it is. And I think that I think that I like to point out too, not everyone has to go there and that's not where I was originally going. But as a coach, some people are just happy to work as, you know, like a bit of a, you know, a, a nomad could be travelling around as coaches. I think it's a, it's a great industry. It was a lot harder, like I said, when I first started being that I was the only coach, but uh, like the, not the only coach. There was not, coaching wasn't as known as well, as much back in the 2000s. But what I think is important is there's a couple of ways to grow as a coach. If you're maxed out with your time, you've either got to hire more coaches under you, which is now another role, another game, because you're management now, you're leader, you're not just coach. It's another game that I had to, another hat that I had to do. And I think that you've got to be up for that. And if you're not, that's why I believe that generating product, online courses, we help people do online courses, quote cards, journals, books, um, you know, audio books, product. How can you create products so that if you want to stay a solopreneur, if you want to just work for yourself, what can you do when your time's maxed out? And that's where I find that this product is just another generation and everyone loves to get new quote cards or if they if they like you and they're following you, they want those. And they don't always have to be, um, you know, straight cards either, like quote cards. They can be funny. They can be whatever your personality is, you know. Um, you know, you can create cards for anything, you know. We're looking at, you know, different cards for every author. And, you know, Erica's that we did are just beautiful quote cards that you pull one out each time and look at it. So whether you want to grow like, I have or whether you want to grow coaches under you or whether you just want to scale with your own ideas through product. I always like to tell people that because it is a different game once you're playing with HR and super and all those other things that go with a growing team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important that you said that, you know, the goal for everyone doesn't have to be what you're doing now. It doesn't have to be massive company or whatever, because I feel like, a lot of people now curate what their goals are from what they're seeing on their Instagram feed, whereas it may not be what their initial goal was. For me, my initial goal was, you know, let's have a big freaking company. Now it's like, how can I spend as much time as possible with my daughters? And so goals change over time. And it's really important that someone in a you know great position like yourself can come forward and tell young coaches that they do not need to follow someone else's path. Yeah, I think you've got to be originally you and 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 why it's so important when I talk to people about the books and they go, oh, my God, I got so much out of that coaching session, the book mapping session with my business. I've already got value before they've even started their book because I'm a big believer in create what you want to create. Don't look at everyone else. My goal was to work close to home. I've now got my daughters involved in the business. So now it's about how do I make this as a long-term sustainable business that doesn't need me in it and it can grow. My goals changed. Your goals can change when you, like you said, when you have children, you're like, mm, well, how do I do this? Other people have said to me, I now want to travel. 
I don't want to work in an office. I actually want to travel the world. Great. You don't want a staff. They can't come with you. So how can you generate as much income? Because I think it's all about lifestyle. And when you plan it, you can have all the money in the world. But if it's not what you want and you're not loving what you're doing, then you're working. And to me, I don't want to work. I want to love what I do. And I think when you do and you're passionate, and then you don't have to worry about if, you know, when you're just being you, create more product, create more avenues for them to reach you that don't just take up the one-on-one, you know, one-to-many groups, webinars, you know, online courses, products, things like that can bring you in more money without you having to expand beyond yourself. Mm. Very, very, very cool. Tangible, beautiful, big, big life advice. That's exactly what we're going for here on this podcast is gold like that for people to to realize these stories from people like yourself. So one final question for you, Susan, and this is a big one I've asked it quite a few times, uh, but I, I'd love to get your take on it, given that you're in the book industry. Why is it so crucial for a personal brand that they're able to tell a good story? I think, one, it allows you to stand out from anyone else it's like no one has your thumbprint no one has your story and so when you when as a personal brand you tell your story they're now differentiating differentiating you between another coach why choose you you know like I said there was not not as many coaches around so it was harder now there's everyone's a coach right yeah. and so how do you stand out from everyone else and that's that story and when the story is done well and the story is done on brand and it's you and it's captivating and it's it's educational and it's they get so much value out of that story and you know and what you've got to share then it just becomes an easy sale and I think that it brings that uniqueness and it builds rapport. Because if you can be vulnerable, if you can be honest, if you can be um, generous in your sharing, then people are like, wow, I like this person. And we all know that we want to work with people that we feel like we know, like, and trust. They get to know you from the book and you're not even there. So they get to know you, they get to like you, they get to trust you. And so then it's just a matter of, well, how do I easily connect with them to start working with them? So, you know, like I said, it's it's not just because I run a publishing business. I chose a publishing business because I believe that a book is something that anybody in business should have as a, as a you know, solid foundation. But the other one is obvious. One is it builds you as an authority. You know, anybody that's got a book, you've got to go, wow, well, if they're going to put themselves and their knowledge and who they are and their story out there into the world, then they've got to be pretty legit. So I think it builds you as an authoritarian as well and, and a trustworthy person. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, authority, it's trust, it's a beautiful journey. And I think uh, everyone listening will be chomping at the bit to come and hang out with Susan Dean at Dean Publishing from now on. So, um, hey, we've got to wrap it there, but thank you so much for that just breadth of knowledge that I had very little idea about coming into this podcast. So that's really, really cool. I'm sure it's done the same for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, I, I wish you the absolute best of luck with it, although I'm definitely going to see you soon. <laughs> and uh, yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful time with your, you know, ever-expanding family. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Alex. 
It's been a real pleasure having you on today, Susan. Thank you so much. And thank you anyone who's watching live or listening later on. Um, I'll be back later on this week with another episode of Coaches to the Moon. I'll have all Susan's socials and links ready for you if you're interested. And thank you so much for listening. Until then, much love and peace out. Coaches to the Moon will be back next week. Until then, reach us on Facebook at To The Moon Digital Marketing.